the Fantasy Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Show Ali, Matt Marchese alongside you for another Waiver Wire podcast edition of the show. Thanks for being alongside us. You can reach us on Twitter at SNS Alley with two L's at MaddieMar89 or at The Fantasy Show on Twitter at any time. Of course, we'll take your texts on Sunday. 590-590 is where you can reach the people's text line. Looking forward, Matt, to some playoff fantasy football text messages because week 14 is in the books. Weeks 15, 16, and 17, I I would say pretty universally. You never really know with some leagues, but I would say pretty universally uh, those three weeks are the playoffs in virtually every single format. So uh, best of luck to everyone who is in the playoffs. Condolences to people who just missed the playoffs or missed the playoffs. Maybe your fate was sealed <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, Matt, before we talk some injury news here and we get to the waiver wire pickups, how did you fare? I know you're looking at a lot of different leagues, so I guess uh, I guess results may vary, but how did you do in some of your leagues here for the playoffs? Oh, not a good year show. I'm not going to lie. Like we, we're very transparent on this show and it was just one of those years. Like I feel like all of my teams just got ravaged by injuries. Um, and then, you know, like the main one, because I had Deandre Swift in a lot of spots, but right. I will say this in our work league, I went into the Monday nighter facing our, our good pal, Josh Goldberg, former, former colleague of ours. And I had a 14 point lead and he had the new England defense. Okay. <laughs> I lost. And then another former colleague of ours, Vic Palladian, um, we had the same record and he beat me on point. So I am out of the fan. Really? When I thought <laughs> oh, I was man. free and clear. So both of us are out. And I, I had Jerry Judy. I had Devonte Smith. Ooh. I had Jalen hurts. I, I did bench J.K. Dobbins, which would have been the difference because who thought that J.K. Dobbins would have had a game like See, the he way, did? The way the way I look at that, Matt, is is like even even though sometimes because you're right, I had I had benched Dobbins for ETN in another league, and that ended up costing me the week. Okay, but at the same time, I I feel like there's a there's a point where you kind of say, and I know this sounds so lame, but maybe there's a point where you say. You trust the process to a certain degree because even if like in that's only you only knew that really in hindsight, right? Like I don't think like very few people started Dobbin, Dobbins, generally speaking, uh, over player X, Y, or Z because like you said, like they, they all signs based on how they have done things all year pointed to Dobbins getting like. I don't know, eight to ten carries in his first game back and then getting more next week, but instead he got the lion's share this past week. Well, not only that, like he wasn't all that productive when he had those eight carries generally speaking but this week i mean i'm i'm watching this unfold in front of my eyes and i'm like is this really happening right now like am i am i really going through this with jk dobbins who i love as a player but at the end of the day it was it was very un Ravens like how they treated J.K. Dobbins going into this game because I figured Gus Edwards was going to get a little bit and he got a little bit, but J.K. Dobbins had 15 carries and then he turned those 15 carries into 120 yards in the games prior to that show. So in the five, four games prior to that, he had averaged 2.1 yards per carry, 5.5 yards per carry, 3.2 yards per carry, and 3.3 yards per carry and it's not like the Pittsburgh defense was Swiss cheese either like their run defense is actually half-assed decent and in this one J.K. Dobbins just went nuts like was he aided by a 44-yard touchdown run sure he was but 
in the other 14 carries, he still had 76 yards. So it's not as if it was nothing. So yes, I was, um, it's one of those situations where everything, oh, you shouldn't have told me to sit J.K. Dobbins. The proof was in the pudding. He didn't have, he had double digit carries in one of his previous four games. And then he comes back from injury and has 15. If you say you saw that coming, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna know what lottery tickets you buy, if that's the case, if, yeah. you, if you knew that. Or what case. you're smoking, because I'll have some. <laughs> I, uh, as for me, yeah, like I mentioned, I, I, my, the difference for me really can be boiled down to four players, two on my side and two on his side, because I think this is the league I had mentioned to you, actually, that the playoffs technically started last week, because in week, four, in, um, or I, I guess this past week, I should say, as week 14 is like the wild card week, week uh, 15 are the semifinals, and then week 16 and 17 are actually a two-week playoff in this particular league. So the, the playoffs start essentially one week earlier to account for that two-week playoff. And boy, I the difference in the end ended up being I started, and I mean, very many people wouldn't have benched these guys, but I started Stefan Diggs and Travis Etienne, and I, th- I think in half PPR, they combined for about like eight or nine points, I think, and the other guy started Jamar Chase and Miles Sanders, whom I think combined for like 50 points, and the difference in the end ended up being like, I lost my eight points in this matchup, so uh, it was it was tough because I thought to myself, man, if either of these guys had just had a normal day, I probably would win even with those guys going absolutely nuclear. Right. So, I mean, look, that's just the luck of the drop in another league. I'm in another, we, I'm in two of our kind of work leagues. There's the one I'm in with you. And then there's the one I'm in with some of our, our newer colleagues like Blake Murphy and Ailish and so on. And I'm in a league with those guys and Blake and I are the number two, uh, he's the number one seed. I'm the number two seed. And uh, we'll see how that goes because I did just lose Kyler Murray and Ramondre Stevenson in that Oops. league. So I, uh, and Cortland Sutton is also on that team. So uh, what's the chances of holding on to a pretty, I'm, I think I finished the season 10 and four in that particular league. I'm, I'm not super optimistic. Let's put it that way, Matt, about my chances uh, in weeks in week 16 and 17. I did get a buy though. So that's good. So maybe, maybe things look a little, a little rosier. I don't know. Maybe they look a little better after this week. Well, I think, I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to be okay in two weeks. Uh, I'm certain that Kyler Murray is not uh, yeah. after the injury news yeah. that we got. Um, which, you know what, since we're there, let's, let's yeah, talk let's about it. Like that, that offense without Kyler Murray in that game was horrible. Like they could, they couldn't get anything going. Like Deandre Hopkins had that ridiculous fumble. He carried the ball. Like, like, what was that? That was some of the dumbest handling of a football I've ever seen. And by a guy who you would expect a little bit more from in Deandre Hopkins, it was just a mess on offense basically the entire night for the Cardinals aside from James Connor, really who both of us were, were down on going into this week. And I mean, it turned out that it was just like, well, Colt McCoy is the quarterback and he's fine in spot duty, but apparently not against Bill Belichick's defense. Um, So that wasn't pretty, but that Arizona offense, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust both Hollywood Brown and Deandre Hopkins anymore. That's for sure. It's going to be one or the other. It feels like, going forward the rest of the way. Yeah. They're, they're still startable, but at the same time, I think they get downgraded by whole tiers, right? Like, you know, sometimes you and I say, Oh, Hey, maybe player X, Y, or Z is a WR two with upside to be a WR one or a WR three with, with WR two upside. I feel like 
if you, you get full number downgrades from WR2 to 3 or 3 to a flex, for example, with, with all of those guys, it probably means Greg Dortch is completely unstartable, unfortunately, because he's just a, like a end-of-your-DFS-play-fill-in type of player at this point versus a guy who was getting a lot of touches with other guys like Rondale Moore injured. Uh, James Conner, I think, probably gets like a, he either stays the same or gets a very smidge in terms of a boost, if only because you would think they're going to run the ball a little more with Colt McCoy not scampering around like there. Like I, I will miss seeing Kyler Murray's legs move at hyperspeed because like, like that joke, we always say he looks like a little kid who has stolen his parents' phone running around out there on the field. But Hey, I wish yes. the guy the best of uh, the best of recuperating because that's a really tough blow. He may not even be ready for the beginning of next season, depending on how his recovery goes. Right. I mean, we're talking, we were just talking about JK Dobbins and, and I know JK Dobbins had like an injury that was, worse than your regular ACL tear. Cause he tore his like ACL his LCL his PCL his meniscus. Like he tore everything. Right. Whereas I believe we have heard as, as unless something changes in the recent, in the not too distant future, I believe we have heard that Kyler Murray kind of like quote unquote was lucky and that he just tore the ACL. So he might be ready for the beginning of next season, but you never really know with those things, right? So uh, the entire Carolina, pan, uh, par, pardon me, the entire Arizona Cardinals gets a uh, gets a downgrade. Um, let's go to the waiver wires. The reason I said Carolina Panthers because I'm I'm re- basically reading it as I'm as we're getting ready here. And one of your guys on the waiver wire is Chuba Hubbard for the Carolina Panthers. He's 33% owned in Yahoo leagues. He had 17 touches against Seattle on Sunday. He caught three passes. Uh, rushed for a two-yard score. He played 23 snaps overall, 99 yards. He has seen 17 touches in each of the last two games. It, it kind of looks like we're in for a committee situation here now. I know we we, we kind of looked like maybe Dante Foreman was going to be your league winner because the guy was touching the ball a whole hell of a lot, but they're working Chuba Hubbard back in there. Well, not only are they doing that, but they're bo- they're running the ball a ton. Like the fact that Chuba Hubbard has 31, just 31 carries, over the last two weeks is enough for him to be rostered. But the fact that they're just going to run the ball. And this is the, this is kind of the weirdest part of all this show is that Carolina is playing for the division still. So it, whatever they're doing with Steve Wilkes as the head coach, they're going to keep rolling. And if that means running Chuba Hubbard 15 times a week and running Deontay Foreman 15 times a week, guess what? That's what they're going to do. Cause it's working. Um, we didn't get, it looks like DJ Moore is going to be day to day with an ankle injury. I'm assuming that he suits up Sunday against Pittsburgh, but I think that the game plan is let's just run the hell out of the ball. And Chuba Hubbard has been pretty good this season when he's been called upon. So the fact that both of those guys are rosterable, like it's certainly not the Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams backfield that we saw of yesteryear, but it's a pretty formidable one. Like they've been, they've been pretty solid. Um, there have been weeks where Chuba Hubbard hasn't played because of injury, but he looks like he's locked into a role. Like if you can get a running back that you can plug in, I know we're in the playoffs and maybe you don't want to take a risk, but if you're, if you're maybe deciding between a a Chuba Hubbard and a a Gabe Davis or a James cook, or, um, just like kind of insert player here, maybe even a, to a point, a Zay Jones, although maybe you might lean Zay Jones, but those are the types of guys that we're talking about in a flex spot. If you can plug in a guy that's guaranteed 15 touches a week, I don't know how you say no to that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's true. Like, I, again, I don't know how many, 
I don't know how many risks you should be taking in week 15 playoff wise in, in the sense that's of starting Chuba Hubbard, but there are a lot of guys who are injured. So if you, maybe if you are a reminder, Stevenson owner and you're not super comfortable with starting, let's say a Pierre strong or a Kevin Harris, both of whom scored on Monday night against the Cardinals, then maybe, maybe Chuba Hubbard is a guy who can give you probably like probably a lower ceiling like middling floor type of performance as a flex spot. Right. And, and again, waiver wire wise, maybe you're not spending more than nine to $10, depending on how much fab money you have left or, or a super high priority, but we're also at the point of the season where there are only a couple of weeks left. So there's no point in, in saving those bullets. You might as well use them here on the waiver wire. Now, um, a couple of the lists here, we mentioned the Patriots running back situation. You have Damian Harris. He is rostered in 50% of Yahoo league. So I, I imagine there are leagues where people drop Damian Harris. He did try and give it a go uh, pregame, though he did not play. He was doubtful for most of the week. He has that thigh injury. Obviously, Damian Harris is very, very talented because we saw him score, what, like 15 touchdowns last year or whatever it was. He was very, very talented and just an injury-plagued season here in 2022. But he is, if he is available, I would recommend going out and grabbing him. Although I do say, like the guys I mentioned, Matt, uh, Pierre Strong Jr. and Kevin Harris. Again, I'm not sure they're like rosterable right now, but at the same time, maybe it's worth, it's it's kind of like the Jordan Mason, Terry and Davis price conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, because there's a chance one of them becomes the feature back, but also there's a chance kind of like we saw on Monday night, there's a real chance that the Patriots, if Ramondre Stevenson misses time, and if Damian Harris, even if he plays and he is a little, still a little injured, not a hundred percent, I, I bet we see this devolve into a full-blown committee. Yeah, it's like Damian Harris is – I know that Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, they actually looked half decent yeah. uh, in the game. I know Kevin – they actually both scored touchdowns. For our um, New England Patriots, Matt, for our Patriots, right? They are not my Patriots, <laughs> show. They are not my Patriots. Um, but – the thing is, with da- I agree that Damian Harris has probably been dropped in a few leagues because he's been hurt. And then in the games that he did play when Ramondre Stevenson was there, he's barely played. Um, but the thing is, if Bill Belichick is generally speaking a creature of habit, right? I know everybody wants to say, oh, well, you know, he's going to he's going to go to a committee. He's going to go. If Damian Harris is available, the New England Patriots are still playing for a playoff spot. They are still right in the thick of things. If I'm not mistaken, they're actually in a playoff spot. How? I don't know. But they're in a playoff spot. Do we really think that Bill Belichick, good old Grandpa Bill, is going to trust Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong to handle the workload if Ramondre Stevenson is out and Damian Harris is available? I personally do not see that. I see a guy, like you mentioned, that scored 15 touchdowns last year. Who had uh, He would have had 1,000 yards rushing if he didn't miss, I think, two games. So Damian Harris is, for me, the guy that you should be starting if Ramondre Stevenson is there. He also has decent pass-catching chops. Like He's not as good of a pass-catcher as Ramondre Stevenson, but he's certainly serviceable. Um, I think Pierre Strong probably has the edge in that department. But Damian Harris is still going to get his. Like, if Ramondre Stevenson is out, would anybody be shocked if Damian Harris has 15 touches? In an offense where they like to run the ball a lot and Damian Harris probably gets um, goal-to-go carries, I think that Damian Harris is somebody who should be rostered. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Like, he, the only reason I would imagine he gets dropped is because in Yahoo League specifically, well, first of all, in ESPN leagues or any other kind of league, I imagine if he is on the waiver wire, it's because... 
teams have short benches or you have a lot of injured players and you need to pick someone up. ESPN does this thing, and we've talked about this before, but ESPN does this thing where if you move a guy as soon as he is out into the IR spot, uh, you can keep him there even if he becomes questionable or active, even, even if he has the tag removed, the injury tag removed, whereas Yahoo does not allow you to do that, right? If you put Damian Harris into the... Uh, into the IR spot and he gets changed from out to even just questionable. You can't pick anyone up off of weight because it'll move your roster around, but you can't move anyone off or pick up anyone off of waivers until you move him back to the active roster. Even if it's just to your bench, so you have to drop a guy. Then you'd have to drop another guy if you want to pick anyone up off of waivers. So I imagine that like, if he is available anywhere, that is the reason why, but Boy, Damian Harris, yeah, if he's available, I imagine he will get the bulk of the work. But I do wonder, I do kind of wonder about his availability just because he has been he was doubtful all week, didn't practice a ton, even though he did jog a little bit pregame. Um, but I am curious to see how that shakes out. But again, it, like, let's just say we get to Saturday and he's he's still doubtful. I think you can definitely roster one of Pierre, Pierre Strong Jr. And, uh, and Kevin Harris, both of whom I haven't looked, but I imagine they're both like 0% owned, <laughs> if, I, if I had to guess. Just because, I mean, who is rostering those two guys at this point in the season? Um, let's get to a couple more of your waiver wire pickups here. Uh, DJ Chark, someone we talked about before, rostered in 41% of Yahoo leagues, uh, looking pretty good as of late, right? I think he's one of those guys where he was injured and then contract year. He was the leading receiver this past weekend, six balls, 94 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. He's reached the end zone twice in the last three games. He stopped 90 receiving yards in the last two games. Uh, it was actually quite a nice touchdown throw that uh, Goff unleashed to Chark. I think I think it was what in the in the second quarter, end of the first quarter, middle of the second quarter, somewhere there. And uh, yeah, it was a nice catch, nice throw, and he clearly is being worked into the game plan more. And I mean, I don't know that it's the greatest of matchups this week for the Jets. Uh, for part of me for the Lions against the Jets, but if you are someone who are is looking ahead to the future, Matt. The Lions take on the Chicago Bears, I believe, in I think it's either I think it's week 17, which would be a championship week matchup. So not a bad uh, not a bad matchup here for someone like DJ Chark. Maybe not this week in week 15, but look going forward here. The one thing that we can say is that there have been times where the Jets have given up points, right? So he could be like if he's this here's the thing this offense is really going right now and like we saw what happened when the bills just played the jets it was a weird game the weather wasn't very good so you know and the bills offense frankly hasn't been great but the jets can be had on defense like and and the key for me is that the difference between the bills coming into that game against the jets and the lions coming into this game this week coming up is that the Lions offense is really going right now. And when you look at the playmakers on offense, you could make the argument that the Detroit Lions are one of the most talented teams in terms of skill position players. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Jamison Williams caught his first career touchdown because of course he did. And then you add in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, both of whom did not score a touchdown last week, but Justin Jackson did. So go figure that one out. But the offense is really going. So it's not as if the Jets can just, hey, we're going to focus on Amon Ross St. Brown, or we're just going to focus on uh, Jamal Williams or, or DeAndre Swift. The Detroit Lions have actually put themselves in a position where teams have to really account for all of their playmakers because they can 
all they're all big play threats. They really are when you look at the five of them. And Jared Goff's playing really well. I know the game is is at the Jets this week, and Jared Goff has had his struggles on the road. That is, that goes without saying, but Jared Goff is still playing at a pretty high level right now. I think he has three touchdown passes and back-to-back games like he's looked really good again granted uh both of those games were at home but dj chark looks really good in this offense and what did i talk about this sunday this guy's playing for a contract he's got to ball out the rest of the year because i don't think detroit's going to be in a position to sign him or he may look at and go jameson williams is coming back from from an injury am i going to bet on myself in this offense maybe not i'm going to go to where the money is and how do you make money you perform and the last two weeks, if that's any indication of what we're going to see from DJ Chark the rest of the way, you absolutely should be starting him every week. Yeah, he's been great. I actually started him in a couple of leagues. Uh, will I admit it was out of pure desperation? Yes. Uh, did I win in a couple of those leagues? Actually, I did. And in one of those leagues, I did make the playoffs, which is always pretty nice. But uh, I ultimately... You must spe- listen to the fantasy fantasy show on Sunday. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? <laughs> took, took our own advice. It was great. <laughs> I uh, I got I got a win from DJ Chark. Although, again, like it, it matchups for this week in that particular league don't look that great. But, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. You never, honestly, you never really know. Just like you and the Patriots defense against the Cardinals or Goldberg or what have you. And uh, I will, uh, I or versus Vic and so on. Um, and I will apologize uh, as far as our former colleague, Vic going, making it in over you. He also made it in on the strength of beating me in that league. So, uh, Thanks, he, Joe. so there you go. Not, not getting any favors from your, uh, your fantasy show co-host here. My, my apologies, Matt. Um, let's uh, wrap up our, our waiver wire uh, list here. And your last one is actually the guy who is the least owned Jeff Driscoll rostered in 0% of yes. Yahoo leagues, but he does have that dual eligibility QBTE eligibility. The the Houston offense did move better when he came in. Like all of a sudden, like I, I remember I was at work that on Sunday doing some other stuff after the fantasy show. And I'm like refreshing my feed and I'm just seeing like Jay Driscoll throws a TD to blank. And I'm like, Oh, what the heck's going on? <laughs> What's going on in that game? So yeah, I, again, I'm not sure how much, you, how much people will have the uh, stones to start Jeff Driscoll in the first round of the playoffs, but he definitely should be given a look. I think he should be given a look only because he has the tight end eligibility. This is, this is maybe the new Taysom Hill that they're actually going to use him. Properly. I don't know. <laughs> He played 33 snaps, which was the exact same as Davis Mills, okay? He had seven carries for 36 yards. He had four completions for 37 yards and a passing touchdown. He, I believe, put up better numbers than Mark Andrews did this week. Mark Andrews has been not good. The quarterback situation seems like it's getting worse. Uh, Anthony Brown had to take snaps at quarterback because uh, uh, Tyler Huntley got hurt in that game and had a concussion. So. I mean, the reason why I say pick up Jeff Driscoll is this. See what his usage is this week, because maybe that's the new cheat code that you have, because if something happens to uh, Davis Mills and he's got cube, he's got tight end eligibility and you're going to get quarterback numbers out of a tight end, even if it's low end quarterback numbers, even if it's 12 points, I think you take that at that position especially if you're struggling there, like unless you started Evan Ingram, you know, my guy, Evan Ingram with the monster 144 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he was a, 
he was a beast. We actually did tell we did tell a couple of people to start Evan Ingram. So I hope I hope they listen. Like I kind of want to like part of me kind of wants to go back and like kind of troll through the text just to see if I can find them and just text those people back. Be like, hey, did Evan Ingram help you win your week? There actually, I think there was someone. Like I'm not kidding, Matt. I think there was someone who asked us whether or not they should start Jerry Judy and Evan Ingram. And I'm pretty sure we said to start both of those guys. So if that guy did start. Both Jerry Judy and Evan Engram, I you gotta imagine he had a good chance of winning, but I'm so curious. I gotta also imagine that he owes us a coffee or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Just 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 saying. I mean, and you know what, Shil? If you if he didn't start Jerry Judy and Evan Ingram and we told him to, th- straight to jail. Right to jail. <laughs> right to jail. Believe it or right not, to jail. jail. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's what you get. Um, but yeah, Jeff Driscoll, because of the dual eligibility, I just, I like having that on my roster as a break glass in case of emergency, because if Davis Mills goes down, they clearly didn't like Kyle Allen enough that he was in street clothes on Sunday and Jeff Driscoll played half of the snaps. We don't know what's going to happen, but if they do that again, and you see like he's getting 50% of the snaps and he's going to put up double digit points. That's a guy that you can start in a playoff game. Like you could win a fantasy championship with Jeff Driscoll in your starting lineup. And that would be something that you should go to jail for, but that's how fantasy football works. Look in the various leagues I was in last year, I did win a fantasy championship, having started dare Ogun and Braxton Berrios. Okay. So I believe th- it. there are, there are crazy, like there are crazy things that happen in the fantasy playoffs. Right. So I, uh, I 1000%, uh, I 1000% agree with you um, real quick. I know I wanted to get to one thing on the Thursday nighter, but before we do that, uh, Mike white, and Brock Purdy are guys that I think in some leagues are still available. Okay. Well, certainly Brock Purdy, but Mike white probably rostered in what, maybe about 20 to 25% in that, in that age range or that in that percentage range. And then Brock Purdy probably rostered in 10% or less of, of Yahoo leagues. If I had to guess uh, where, where are you at on, on going, especially in two QB leagues, where are you at on going out and making sure these guys are rostered? Well, I know Mike White has a really good schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, so the Niners have the Seahawks this week. They have the Commanders the following week. And then they have the Raiders. That's also a really good schedule. Now, I watch, and the, and the Bucks' pass defense was one of the actually the better ones in the league this season. And he just made quick work of them. How much of that we're going to see going forward? I don't know. It was such a weird game because I look at I look at Brock Purdy and I look at at the throwing motion. I'm like, ah, none of this is very appealing, but it worked. So if that's something that continues, then, Hey, that's great. As for Mike white, he has a dream schedule. The first two weeks of the playoffs, he has the lions this week at home. He has the, the Jags this week and the following week at home. I mean, listen, the, this game, the bills just hammered him. Like the fact that he got out of that game alive, I have no idea how he did it, but I would, I, if you're, if you lost Lamar Jackson, if you lost Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, if you're uncertain about starting, like if you're, if you're constantly rolling out Derek Carr every week, which you shouldn't be, um, then I, then I'm good with, I'm good with, with Mike White or Brock Purdy just based on matchups alone. Yeah, I would, I would think so as well, because he has been playing, he has been playing really well. The Jets offense, which has some pretty nice 
fantasy pieces has been moving pretty well. Garrett Wilson is honestly, a, I think, a bona fide WR1. Like, if he gets even just passable quarterback play, and he's been getting more than passable quarterback play, I'd say, I think he is genuinely a WR1. Uh, he is, yeah, white averaging over 300 passing yards per game in the last couple of weeks. Again, deep leagues playing, I, for sure, when it comes to Mike White. But at the same time, yeah, I think... Uh, I think given that he is rostered in, in, in like sub 25% range before waivers process tomorrow, I would think he's definitely a, a someone you can reach for in uh, in two QB leagues, maybe even in, in single QB leagues. Maybe you're someone who lost Kyler Murray and you're in a single QB league and there are no other, you know, really sexy options on the waiver wire. That's someone you can look at for sure. Uh, and again, Brock Purdy, I know he had the oblique injury, but I, I, I don't think it has uh, been super serious, but again, it's Tuesday as we record this, so maybe that changes a little later on in the week. But just just some guys to keep in your back of your mind, I would think, um, when you're looking at QB play in Week 15 and for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Um, Matt, before we go, I did want to do this uh, quick look, as we've been doing, of the Thursday night game with you, and you mentioned it. It's going to be 49ers-Seahawks, and... Look, maybe no Ken Walker. He jammed his ankle and maybe he comes back. Maybe it's a more of a committee with guys like Travis Homer, who I think disappointed all ultimately the entire Seahawks offense from a running game just was pretty much non-existent, which meant that Geno Smith still had to throw the ball. I, I, you know what, despite the fact that he had two turnovers, he actually ultimately speaking, I think still acquitted himself very well. Fantasy point wise. I think he had around 20 points which is not too bad from any quarterback this season, but still how confident are you in starting Geno Smith against a very, very talented San Francisco 49ers defense? You know, it's so interesting because he's been so good and the Niners defense has been incredible basically all season. I just look at, at having Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf on your team. And I look and I say, well, he keeps doing it and he's done it in games where we didn't think he was going to. So I feel like I'm okay with starting Geno Smith. Like he's gotten you this far and he's given you no reason to not trust him. Even in a game like this, it's a big game. They're still in the race for the division. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with, with starting him in that spot. Like I, I certainly don't hate it. And the fact that, that the Seahawks are at home, I think for me is, is what gives me a little bit of, of uh, it takes away some of that concern. The fact that they are at home and that Geno Smith can operate uh, in his home building. Okay. So what do you think? If you, obviously I think a lot of people would play, let's say, I don't know, like Justin Fields over Geno because Justin Fields has been electric, but beyond, beyond those guys, like, would you play like if your options were like Tom Brady, Geno Smith, uh, Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Like, who are you taking there? So Tom Brady, so Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson. Who was the last one? Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers is playing the Rams. I believe uh, the B- Bucks are playing the Bengals, and I'm I'm blanking on who. Oh, the Browns are playing the Ravens. So who? So would you? So those are all like not great matchups for quarterbacks that like, in years past have been relatively productive, right? So I'm I'm curious. Like, would you take any of those three? over Geno Smith against the 49ers? I don't think that I would. I really don't think that I would. Like, I, I think I'm at the point now where I trust Geno Smith to put up numbers. All right. And and in a league, if you're in a league where it's not super um, punitive for throwing interceptions, I'm even more comfortable with that. Okay. I mean, look, hey, look, Geno Smith is what? The sixth best QB on the year. I think he's QB six so far. So, 
if he's that's the great. case, yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal, right? It's uh, it's been pretty good. So I, yeah, I would, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Geno Smith has has definitely earned it, and he also throws the ball enough, I think, to uh, to make things worthwhile. He also, yeah, like it's not quite a rushing floor, but I do think he ha- he does provide about like two to three points a game via the run. It would seem, and maybe that was also a result of having not very many uh, guys producing who, you know, as opposed to the run game he's had for basically the entire season. So maybe that had something to do with it, but again, yeah, just, just something to keep in the back of your mind. If you are starting someone over Gino, or if you're at the very least like me uh, considering it, but that does it for our uh, week post week 14 waiver wire injury news and notes uh, look ahead, I suppose before waivers process on, uh, on Wednesday morning, are you targeting anyone? I, I, the only waiver wire I, I really target I'm, I'm putting in for the, for the league. I am, I have a buy with is are the Titans defense. I'm going to, I'm going to try and pair them with the Eagles defense and try and mix and match those matchups. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm targeting Jared Goff in one league because that's the league where I lost Jimmy Garoppolo and Lamar Jackson. Right. And then I picked up Mike white and Tyler Huntley and I, played Huntley and he got hurt (laughs) and then Mike White got obliterated by Matt Milano so I'm like uh maybe I think I need to pick up a quarterback so I'm I'm hoping that Jared Goff falls in my lap if not if Mike White plays I'm more than happy to play him against the Lions defense who gives up a lot of points Maybe you're the one doing this to the QBs. Don't it let, is me. Let me know me who and, you pick up them so I can Kyle avoid Pitts. it. Yeah, yeah. Them let, and Kyle Pitts this year. Let, Anytime I start him, he sucks. Let let me know who you play this week at QB so I can not play that guy, okay? I can, I can definitely let you know. Although I won't because you didn't beat Vic, which would have helped <laughs> me get into the playoffs. So maybe you do not deserve that show. Well, you know, I I also missed the playoffs in that particular league. So uh, I'll, I guess I guess ultimately it might be uh, it might be moot. But uh, that's Matt Right Mar- to jail, both of us. Yeah, we, uh, both of us are straight. Don't pass, go straight to jail. Uh, that's Matt Marchese. I'm Show Ali. You've been listening to The Fantasy Show. We'll be back live every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, except, of course, for Christmas Day, important to note. A Christmas Day is an off day for us. The Fantasy Show will be airing live on Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, because the bulk of that week, I believe that's week 16, the bulk of that week is actually on the Saturday. It's kind of like th- American Thanksgiving, I believe, on the uh, Sunday that week. It's just three games So just keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that this week, week 15, there are three games on Saturday. So don't forget to set your lineups. A lot of lineup decisions awaiting you for the fantasy playoffs. Best of luck. And again, you've been listening to the fantasy show. I'm show that's Matt on the Sportsnet radio network.